Welcome to the Operation Restored Warrior Podcast. We are first of all veterans helping veterans find healing and restoration through the power of Jesus. Join us as we share stories of what Jesus is doing for our nation's warriors, as we share tools and resources to empower you to a deeper relationship with Jesus, and as we introduce you to our amazing partners that are advancing the kingdom of God across the globe. And now, let's get to the show. to another episode of the Operation Restored Warrior Podcast. I'm your host, David Boddy. Today I've got a whole group group with me. I've got Executive Director of Operations, Jordan Fulton, the Founder and President of ORW, Paul Lavelle, Facilitator, Tim Farley, Facilitator, Mike Ramrod Elrod, and then our Chef, Stefan Ghetto. Welcome, guys. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having It's good to be here. Yeah. How are you guys doing? Feels like the Last Supper. <laughs> <laughs> we just have to figure out who's who's the uh, who's doing the betrayal of who. <laughs> yeah, we are gonna eat. We are gonna eat at some point. That right? guy's not here. That's that's coming right to his food. So. Yeah, yeah, we're here for the food. Stefan <clears throat> is an incredible chef, and we are excited as always to partake in that food. But it won't be the Last Supper, thankfully. Yeah. Thank goodness. So we, we just thought it'd be a great idea. In our drop zones, we talk our podcasts, we talk about drop zones all the time. We're always referring to the drop zone. And for those of you in our audience who have never attended a drop zone, what the heck is a drop zone? And so we just want to take a little time and talk about what a drop zone is and the, the process. And it's incredible for us because we've all been through a drop zone. Every facilitator has to first be an alumni who's gone through the program. So we've all experienced it on both ends of the spectrum, which is really cool once you become a facilitator and you kind of begin to understand what's going on. But Paul, just from your perspective, where did you come up with the process, the name? Where, where did that all come from? Um, well, it was uh, a journey for sure. Um, it uh, ORW was born out of my experience with uh, Wild at Heart with John Eldridge and his team. I watched uh, from 2004 until 2008, I watched just the amplification of our military folks taking their lives and just the devastation of what war did to them individually and their families. And so I pushed John quite a few times on uh, trying to do more for the military and that, that really wasn't his mission. His mission was to teach globally about who Jesus is and then specifically, I felt like Jesus had called me to actually start ORW, Operation Restore the Warrior. Um, and, and so in 2008, with the help of a couple friends of mine that were in the Special Operations community, uh, ORW was born, and it started off originally as just three days. And we felt like we had a lot more to say than just um, three days, and so uh, after about, uh, I think it was about two years we added, about a year and a half we added a, a fourth day. And uh, so today's program, we're in August, we're going on 15 years, and we've, uh, we've had uh, impacted uh, several thousand people from the veterans that have come through our program to the, the facilitators that we have trained that have gone on to kind of do their own uh, restoration. 
and uh, and so uh, we're here today and getting ready to do another drop zone to save uh, six more lives. Yeah. Where did the name drop zone come from? Um, well, I, <clears throat> I I never liked um, the idea of the word retreat. I just didn't like it. It just didn't sit well with me. Um, I was an atheist for most of my most of my life, so any of those kind of things really gave this connotation of, you know, mamby pamby stuff, you know. And and then being in the military, you know, the military, we don't like that word retreat. We might strategically withdraw, but we don't retreat. And I think what's happened in the world today, and particularly in the church today, is that there are a lot of people that are retreating. And just the connotation, you know, words have meaning. They have, they have strength. They have power. And uh, I felt, you know, if a focus on military was to happen, that a proper name needed to uh, be developed. And, uh, uh, and so I, I think it was in a conversation with a, with a, gun, uh, with a couple of uh, guys that were in special operations and talking about uh, dropping into a mission and doing that. And out of that, I think that's where Drop Zone came from. That's cool. I, I love the name, and I, we always talk about that. We, we don't retreat. We're, we're in the U.S. military. We're, we're going in. So the drop zone format that we, we're operating in right now has been around now for a while. And Jordan, you're one of our more senior guys. But what are some of the things that, that we describe when guys show up? Uh, kind of what's our process as we begin the drop zone? Well, we use the metaphor for a plane starting off at 30,000 feet and then over the next couple of days dropping down 15,000 feet to the ground and then we're going to dig. Um, and what we're digging for and what the whole mission is focused on is the heart. Um, it's the center of who we are. It's the center of everything. And that has to get healed first before you can really address anything else in your life. And so once we get there, we deal with that. Then we bring you back up to 15,000 feet, 30,000 and we send you out. And you're in a you're in a completely different place. So it's a uh, it's a very quick descent and ascent, but it's it's very effective. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because there's a lot of programs out there that help, but our focus is 100% on the heart because we feel like you can you can focus on all those surface symptoms, but ultimately until you deal with the heart. You're, you're just throwing band-aids at things. You're just throwing things and you're not finding actual restoration and healing. Once that heart is healed, that the outflow of that is a lot of those symptoms, all of the symptoms, everything else begins to fall into place. So the first couple of days are a little bit of a little bit of a descent, <laughs> so to speak. Tim, for you, initially coming through on your drop zone, what were those first couple of days like for you? I think the, the first couple of days, you're kind of still wondering what to expect because nobody tells you anything. So don't expect to find out any secrets about what goes on or anything like that. Um, and that's on purpose. Yeah, that's, there, there's a reason for that. But so I think for me, and I, I can only speak for myself, but there's, there's, some, there's some apprehension um, because you don't know what you don't know. And we say that all the time. You know, we say that all the time as a team that, you know, we don't know what we don't know. And, and as you start to uh, work through that, um, the, the team, and I, I know for me, the, the, the acceptance and the, the love from the team that I went through my drop zone with was a catalyst in 
bringing those defenses down and bringing in kind of softening that apprehension. Um, and then it was just kind of like, okay, you know, you start to, to build that, that trust in these guys. You start to see familiarity in, in stories and the things that we talk about and, and, and how it goes. And, and it, it starts to kind of whittle away as you get closer down into, you know, as we talk about that drop, um, when you're getting ready to jump out of the plane, there's a lot of apprehension there. And then, you know, as you kind of come down and you put your own ring, I didn't say I did it, Mike. I just said, you know, <laughs> wait your turn. Right? Metaphorically. Right, metaphorically. <laughs> um, oh, okay, well, diving board then. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Diving board. So, <laughs> and, I, and I think for me, just as the as the as we progressed through the process, it was um, the the attitude and the the non- even the nonverbal communication from the team members mm-hmm. really softens you and you start to kind of trust people. And that is a huge component of what we do here mm-hmm. is, is, you know, we, that's what we felt. Just, just trust us, mm-hmm. you know, and just, just a little bit, just listen and just trust us. And I think that the first initial couple of days is that kind of, mm-hmm. okay, you know, and, um, and that's that was part of the big draw on on, on being part of the team is, is to help build those relationships and things like that. So, and I think it's so important to note for anyone out there that is thinking, ah, I'm interested, I'm curious about going to program, but I don't know. All my buddies have told me about it, but they haven't told me any details. I really want to know, and especially as military men, we want to know. Here's my schedule for the day. Here's what's going on at this time. I want to be in control. That's literally the point, is just step back and release. And it's normal to come here with apprehension, and even in the application process, do I really want to do this? Totally normal. You would not be the first person to feel that. But if you come, and you come with an open heart, there's a, there's a method to the madness. There's a process, and there's a reason for the process. So within the first couple days, we, we get down to ground level. We start that digging, like you're talking about, Jordan. And then Saturday really is, I would say, the day where there's a big shift. It's definitely a big shift in the men and in the atmosphere, what's going on. Uh, Mike, Saturday, for you, that's a really powerful day. When you look back at your drop zone, morning to night, what kind of a difference was that for you? Well, quite a transformation, actually. Um, I came in with a little bit different background. I was, I still had the apprehension that that we mentioned, and uh, I had been through other programs for two years with the VA, and I hadn't gotten a lot of relief. So when I came in, I was really expecting something good. And the thing that got me was these guys had been there. They had, they had been through, not the same thing I'd been through because I'm the the odd man out. I'm the the aviator and all these guys are doing kinetic things on the ground. But the experiences were so similar that I had a trusting bond immediately. For me, it it happened on the first day. And so I was on the edge of my chair listening to this. But when it came to Saturday, I didn't know what to expect. I just thought, wow, what's going on here? We're, We're now we're not in the group of six. I had a little you know, comfort with my buds on the couch and all of a sudden we're splitting up and uh, I'm all by myself here. 
okay, so we got, and I was a 1v2. I had two of them, one of me, and, and I thought, okay, I trust these guys, so I'll just go through the program. And uh, what a transformation. I mean, I, I, went, I went to places I've never been, and I have never felt such relief because of the process that we use. And I, all I can say is it's worth every second of it because I came out of there, I felt like I was 200 pounds lighter. Now, this big rucksack was off my back, and it's like, how did you, how did you do that? How did you do that? I just went through two years of PA and, and a, a seminar every week, and I, I didn't feel anything like that. And I came through ORW, and on Saturday night, it was like, oh, my God, I got my, I got my life back. I got, I just got my life back. So if you're even thinking about this, just go for it, guys. I'm telling you, I, I, it's worth every second. I mean, and I just, thanks, Paul. I know I've said it a million times. Who was your facilitator? Who was my facilitator? Who was A guy it? named Paul. See, Paul Lavelle, this guy right here. Just yes. guy named Paul I remember Lavelle. that. Yes, that was a little while ago. So. A little while ago. But the process is the same, and uh, the results are the same, and uh, I, I'm just so thankful. Thank you, Jesus, for showing me ORW, and thank you, all of you, for bringing this to fruition every month. And just jump on it, guys. If you get a chance, don't hesitate. I, I was tough. It took you a year to convince me, <laughs> but I, I'm so glad I did it. Yeah. Well, I pushed mud uphill for a long time, <laughs> but it was worth it. Well, it was. It was worth it. Was, yeah. I'll never forget it. Never forget it. Uh, Mike, Mike, you mentioned rucksacks. I didn't realize aviators carried rucksacks. Well, I should have said, said a large parachute. He read a book somewhere. I've heard about these I've things that these soldiers carry. It's like a yeah. little heavy pack. Yeah, his rucksack was yeah. like an F-16. Yeah. Right? That's a little heavier. Well, you do always say you strap on a fighter. So you I strap on a fighter. That's right. You strap that's on a fighter. Absolutely. Paul, you always tell a really cool story about uh, even physically on site, how on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, the weather will literally be a certain way. And then by Saturday night and into Sunday, even the, the physical characteristics of our sites even change. Yes. Yeah, it really does. It, um, it, it was happening quite often. It doesn't happen all the time, <clears throat> but it does happen. And uh, it's like... The first few days that the guys arrive, the weather will be overcast or, or rainy or snowy or blowing, you know, and then we notice that after our transition on that Saturday, um, the weather just completely clears out and gets beautiful. And it's, and it's just, it's like, it's like a kiss on the cheek. And it's almost like a friend, a friend of a fact, a member of our team, uh, Daniel, sent me a photograph. We were in Lake Tahoe. And we were in there, and and we were right on the lake, and there was a little uh, a little pier that goes out. And when he, when we got there, it was so fogged in and clouded in that you could just see barely past the. Uh, and we're talking about how beautiful this place is. Did you see the mountain range? And they're like, no, it's just it's all clouded in. I'm like, oh, it's it's incredible. You can, but they couldn't see it. It is such a metaphor for where they are, right, spiritually. And after, after their experience um, on, on Saturday, the ne that next morning, they had a, everything was blown out. And these guys were like, 
oh my God, this is beautiful. And Daniel took a picture before and after of the two, and he goes, this is a metaphor of what happens in the mm -hmm. concept. And, and Mike, you know, you, you had said, and I think, Tim, you said it as well, you don't know what you don't know. Folks, you don't know what you don't know. And if you knew what was possible, we would have thousands of men lined up all the way down the road trying to get here to get what Jesus offers us. And that's to be set free. Yeah, I, I remember, I believe it was last year we had where the trees hadn't budded yet. It was this time of the year. This time of the year. And the trees were all kind of gray. It was cold and windy. And literally as Saturday progressed, the, the husks were falling off the buds. And by the time you get to Sunday morning, the sun was shining and everything was green. And I, I'm an arborist, yeah. so I appreciate trees. And the transition from bud to full leaf was it was incredible. Short spec it was, I mean, it was like Jesus orchestrated these trees to leave right at the moment these guys were getting their hearts restored. I mean, it was, you can't make that up. No. And it was right here at this ranch. And it was, it's an amazing because you're at elevation. We're at 9,200 feet here. And as you go down, you see all the trees leave. When we came up, they weren't. They hadn't, some of them had started. But you would just, and that day, the, the, the things that we were outside because it was warm out. And those husks just started dropping on us. I kept going, what the heck is going on? And then by the end, boom, they all just dropped like popcorn. It was pretty crazy. Yeah. We get to see some neat things. Yeah. So then from, from there, we start working our way back up. And Stefan, you, you have a very unique role as the chef. You get to sit at the table, and, and I think the table becomes a really special place. When, when I would say everybody who leaves a drop zone has a new appreciation for the table. That's where conversation happens. Obviously, we enjoy good food. Sure. <laughs> but the appreciation for the table and the conversations that can happen there, you get to know the guys in a different way than a lot of us team guys do because we're, we're doing different things and you're just kind of there and they're coming and they're talking to you. So you, I feel like, get a really unique perspective from the beginning to Sunday and Monday as they're heading out, like we said, at 30,000 feet. You get to see that transformation in, in a really unique way. Absolutely. I mean, there's just, it's just truly remarkable. But, and it's, it's just simple. If, if you trust this team and trust the process... I mean, month in and month out now, I, I witness it. We make great food, and that's obviously wonderful. And one of the things I do like is that every meal we switch places at the table. And at first, you know, maybe the first they might, they might be a little apprehensive. But as we get going and get to know each other, and it doesn't take long because the connections that are made are so genuine and so real that when you witness it, it just helps my faith. It helps me every time and I learn something about myself every time and and just really get to, 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 to witness this transformation this awakening almost if you will whether well, not, even no matter what the weather is I mean it's to see these human beings just come alive is uh, is remarkable I mean and it's, it's just the truth and it's simple and the process works and uh, there's just nothing to lose. If you're, you have any, any thought of coming, it, it doesn't even matter. You don't have to be on the edge. You don't have to, if you have the opportunity to be able to come, yes. you should come. That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who you are. It can't, it can't hurt anything. It can right. only, it only awaken, enlighten, and bring your relationship 
to God through Jesus, just bring it closer, make it make it strengthen it even more, so then you can share that with others, and it just enriches your life. And that's in a nutshell, pretty much that simple. And the food is great, so but if I I'm a little biased on that part, yeah, it is. But it is. We have great ingredients and just you know uh, wonderful facilities, so the different places that we get to go, and you know. These guys could be anywhere today, or I could be anywhere. I mean, he lives in San Diego on the beach. That's where he chooses to be because that's just how it is, how real it is, how, how wonderful it is to be a part of it. So, you know, Stefan, um, in Scripture, uh, there's a lot spoken about breaking bread and the importance of that. And as powerful as what we do facilitating uh, the restoration of the heart, your role is also equally as important because it's a ministry in and of itself. Because so much happens uh, at the table when when they have incredible food, when they have the hospitality, and they're able to open up in just conversation because they're comfortable. It, the food that you provide, uh, the uh, uh, the uh, the opportunity and the environment sets it all up. So many, many times, and I know you're fairly new with us, but many times we've had tremendous breakthrough at the table. And, and it's as much a part of what we do in this, in this uh, ministry as what we do in, the, in the, uh, the training room, basically. So what you bring, in, and I love your humility and, and your humbleness, what you bring is equally as important as what each of us bring. And, uh, and it's a critical piece. If we didn't have that piece, ORW wouldn't be as powerful as we as we are, um, so uh, that's incredible. And what you also do is you you teach these guys what real food is like, <laughs> and that's when we tell the guys, "Don't tell your wife when you go home." <laughs> we were eating the whole thing. time. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you. I think you hit on a, a good point there too. There, there's a process. There's a process. There's a reason that we don't tell everything. There is a process to everything. That is the key. And it's not our process. And you don't have to be. To show up. Right. And you don't have to be somebody that's. It's true. I, I talk to a lot of guys who are like, ah, you know, I, I, I'm not feeling like I'm struggling with suicide ideation or, you know, my life's decent or. I'm not religious. I'm not religious. You don't have to know any scriptures. Yeah, it, it is so crucial to understand. You don't have to be. This is if you are, even if you're not literally struggling with suicide ideation, this is a level up. This is to 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 actually experience your heart being restored. Is you don't again, you don't know what you don't know. It's an upgrade. It's an upgrade, and it's and there's many, there's a way. And many uh -huh. guys like when I came through my drop zone, I wasn't struggling specifically with suicide ideation. And yet it dramatically, drastically transformed my life, regardless of, of that. And so I, I don't, don't let this be something where it's like, well, those are for the guys that are like, yes, it is for anyone that is struggling with suicide ideation. But at the same time, this is also for anyone. And you don't have to have biblical background or some sort of churchy background because... We, we actually appreciate it if you don't. <laughs> yes. If you've right. got a heartbeat, <laughs> if you've got a pulse and a shadow, you qualify. <laughs> and you will benefit from this program. It doesn't matter where. 
if you're a male, you need you need to just check us out. It's such, such a benefit. Yeah, and I gotta throw a little plug in for our buddy John Williams. He he has that great metaphor. It's, it's like when the men come in on Thursday afternoon, they're sort of it looks like a black and white photo, and by the time they leave, it's technical. And so the transformation that that we get to see is just amazing. And I give John credit because I don't have an original thought, but that's John Williams. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. That's good. We love you. <laughs> you can check out uh, the Meet the Team with John Williams in episode nine. There you go. <laughs> but that's the goal: is by Monday morning when we're sending everybody out, they're in an entirely different place. And I feel like Jesus is batting a thousand. We never lose this. And the thing is, is like with the military guys, we fight for freedom, to protect freedom, to give freedom. And like that's what Jesus did for us. And like you may as well experience all of what he died for. Like it doesn't make any sense to only experience this much when this much is available to you. And so we just help, we help expand your knowledge of freedom, spiritually speaking, to this. And it's just, there's nothing like it. Your expectation is everything. If, if your expectation is this tiny little box, you, that's that's just where you're going to stay. But to then have the box, in my experience, smashed, and and suddenly now your expectation is here. Everything moving forward is different because now, well, I'm expecting this because I've experienced this. I know that Jesus can meet me in a totally different way than I realized. Yeah, and now I can. Expect that moving forward. You know, I, I think another metaphor would be for particular where people are technology-wise is you're looking at a little, we used to call them portable TVs. Remember those? Now they're little flat screens, but you're looking at a little 32-inch screen, and that's the way you see life based on what your life experience has basically told you or you've experienced. Um, and what happens when you come to a drop zone, Jesus takes that TV and smashes it. And then he puts a vir virtual reality goggles on your eyes. So now everything becomes 360 degrees above and below. It's like everything gets opened. And, I mean, that's not a stretch to say that. It really is true. That's, what it, that's why you said I felt like I dropped this huge, this huge rucksack, this burden that I've been carrying. And, you know, um, we've just found the treasure in the field. We looked at Scripture. We saw what Jesus said. We saw... How he acted, what he did, and then he said, I want you to go do that. I'm sending the Holy Spirit in you so that you can do this. And and it just it requires faith uh, on our part, and it requires just a little faith on your part. And uh, there's a life that's meant for all of us, which most of us are living a sliver of it. And we have an enemy in this whole thing who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said that to his disciples, to the guys that were following him. Right? And then he says, I've come that you have life and you live it to the full. That's the promise, gentlemen. And that's what we offer here, is life living it to the full and being able to navigate through what Jesus has taught us to do. And uh, I promise you, it'll be transformational. Uh, hard not to just end on that. That's a really <laughs> good close. Yeah. Uh, any, any final thoughts? Anybody? I think there's a ripple effect too. You know, there's a ripple effect within, throughout the progression of the drop zone that feeds off of the team and, and feeds off of, you know, as the guys build relationships within the attendees, within themselves. And then when they come out, 
at the end of it, there's they're they're poised to make a big splash in their respective worlds, and the ripple effect from that is it's all. I guess it's not really bonus, but it's it, it is right. It's it's bonus. It's like that now they're able to affect other people's lives and, and, and their families in different ways that they either didn't believe they could before or nobody told them they could before. Or, and so I think just the ripple effect, it's, it's not just the five days. It's, it's well beyond that. Sure. You know, it's, it's like Paul was talking, when you know, left, right, up, down, it's, it's just so expansive. Backside of this, that it's it's not contained. It can't be measured within a a, a metric. Yeah, you know, that's true. I think that it's that's for me. That's the it's kind of the gift that keeps on giving. Absolutely, I love that. And I think the the brotherhood too that you walk away with. Not only are you going out, and there's this ripple effect of of now able to engage your family well, to engage your community well. But then you have a brotherhood, whether it's the guys you went through. I mean, everyone in the military knows shared suffering, shared struggle, shared hardship bonds you. And so in five days, the attendees that you're with, like those guys bond together for good. But then also just being a part of the ORW, brother and sisterhood, there's this incredible bond now and community that you can lean into moving forward as you continue with that ripple effect. And I think that's that's a huge piece. I would just encourage guys too, like your family deserves the real you. Yeah. Not the shutdown, sure. not the angry, not the deal with addiction, not the isolated guy. That's not who you are. They deserve you to be set free, to be able to live from an open heart, to engage with your family, your kids, all, all that stuff. Like so come and get get free and give the give your family the gift of you, how you were made to be. That's that's why Jesus came to set us free. That's why he paid the price for us. So Walk in that, or think about that from that perspective. Even if it's not for you, like your wife deserves it, your kids deserve mm-hmm. it. To have you be unhindered, to be free, to be able to love them and engage with them in a way that you were designed to do. Yeah, that's really good. I, I talk about in kind of the the framework of insurance. You know, everyone needs insurance, right? And most people, you know, that uh, that say that they are believers. Right, they're like, yeah, I believe that Jesus did that for me, and I, and I do it just in case, you know, in case it's real. Because I got my behind cover. Right? Right. I, I, I call that spiritual term life. It's on your terms, right? I'm just covering myself just in case. And what ORW does is they help you cash in that term life insurance and turn it into whole life. Because once your life, as Jordan just said, you deserve. To be restored, you deserve to be free. You stepped into a commitment for this nation, whether it's the military, whether it's first responders, law enforcement, politicians, business, you stepped into a commitment that you were all in. And then throughout that experience, you were delivered, you were uh, dealt a lot of blows throughout your life. And so, what you're going to find here is you're going to find a guy named Jesus who longs to restore you. And he, he said his mission statement pretty clearly uh, when he stepped out of the desert and said, this is why I've come. It's from Isaiah 61.1. He says, I've come to heal the brokenhearted, set the captive free, and release from darkness the prisoners. 
That's what he said. And that's what we do. That's our mission. And it really, it's the church's mission. Quite frankly, it's the church's mission. And that's what we do at, at this drop zone. And uh, we look forward to meeting you, inviting you to come and become a part of the alumni of taking our nation back. In Jesus' name. Yeah. So once again, thank you all for taking a little time to join us. Thank you guys for your time to sit here and chat. It's always good to get a whole group together. I love talking to all of you guys at once. Uh, for those of you out there, make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you've got your notifications turned on. If you love the show, give us a rating and review. It goes a long way in raising our visibility in the platforms. If you have questions, comments, you want to reach out and tell us how this podcast has been affecting you, or maybe you're an alum and you have a story that you feel like needs to be shared, reach out, podcast at operationrestoredwarrior.org. Reach out, we can have a conversation, and we, of course, just love to hear how this is helping you and affecting you. We want this to be a tool, a resource, that's going to empower you to have a deeper relationship with Jesus. And we always close with the, the saying, uh, stay dangerous. And I realize we haven't really talked about why. So spiritually dangerous times require spiritually dangerous men and women. So until next time, Stay dangerous. Well, thanks again for joining us on this episode of the Operation Restored Warrior podcast. I want to remind you to go check out our website at www.operationrestoredwarrior.org. When you get to the home page, you're going to see two tabs. One says, I'm a veteran. That's where you want to click if you want to apply to attend one of our life-changing drop zones. The other tab says support. And this is where if you believe in the mission of ORW and you want to continue to see lives changed by Jesus, click here and you'll find ways to partner with us as we continue this mission. Thanks again. And until next time, stay dangerous. Stay dangerous.